Welcome to Be The Scandal, the sacred rebellion of being your authentic self. I'm your host, Danny Hickman. Sometimes making decisions can be one of the worst things. For me, there are different decisions that I've needed to make that have thrown me in trauma places. My fight, flight, and freeze response has come in. I would say more often than not, a lot of times I have a freeze response that comes in when I need to make a life-changing decision. I like to go into what I call my hidey hole, and I'll try to avoid it as much as I can. And if you couldn't already guess, that is not conducive for decision-making that is really expansive. It has delayed me making decisions. It has delayed me being present in the truth of things I need to see in order to actually move forward. And it just wastes a lot of time. It doesn't feel good in there. So what I want to invite you to do in this episode is just be present with yourself. Notice anything that's coming up or anything that feels really triggering that I might say. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to be challenging you. I'm going to challenge you into some of the narratives and stories that you're saying that are maybe keeping you stuck in things that feel familiar but are not expansive. They might be blocking you from moving forward with a decision because you're telling a story that maybe you don't know what it is that you want or you feel overwhelmed. And I'm going to just name these things and we're going to talk about it. And then at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a tool to help support you in making decisions that I love to use with clients and in my own life when it comes to making a big decision. A lot of times what we're saying to ourselves is bullshit when it comes to decision making. We give ourselves in our stories. We say, I don't know what to do. I feel overwhelmed. I don't want to hurt X, Y, and Z. And we don't know how to hold space for our own emotional pain when it comes to the consequences or the after effects of our decisions and We don't know how to hold space for someone else's emotions that might come from our decision-making. When we're able to be present in these truths, then we're able to actually support ourselves, release our codependency, set boundaries, and move forward with expansive decisions. Your life is waiting for you, and there's so much expansion that happens on the other side of these decisions that a lot of us are avoiding. So I hope this episode is supportive of you and finally moving forward, being present in the truth and knowing that you can do so in a very expansive way. A lot of times we feel like we can't make certain decisions or move forward with what we're even to do because we can't get really clear on what it is we are supposed to do. A lot of times our parts will say things like, I don't even know what decision to make. I feel really overwhelmed. And we'll spend a lot of time in our stories about the decision or about the choice. And we don't always take time to pump the brakes and be curious and see, well, what's below this resistance here? What I love to do with people I work with, and I do this in a loving energy, hopefully they feel that. is I like to call bullshit on some of their narratives that just aren't true, but the narratives are keeping them stuck in their indecision. A lot of times people that I work with will say, I'm confused. And I love to challenge that language. I love to ask, okay, let's just sit with that. Are you actually confused at what you need to do? Or are you not wanting to be present in the truth of the moment? Are you not wanting to be present in the truth? Because when we're present in the truth, then we can no longer act like we're unconscious or it's out of our awareness or we don't see the need for change. Because a lot of times when we're present in the truth of what's going on, when we're truly seeing what is there, then we know exactly what we need to do. 
But sometimes that feels really big and scary because we're not sure how to hold space for our emotions throughout that process. And especially after we make that decision and move forward with the decision. So the first thing I want to challenge you with is when you're saying you're confused or when you're saying you don't know what to do, I just want to challenge you and say, is that actually true? And you might have a part that comes in really quick and it's like, yes, I don't know. And this really overwhelmed, anxious energy. And I hear that part and I invite you to hear that part of yourself too. And I invite you to take a moment, invite yourself to just breathe I'm leaning back in my chair a little bit more, just really anchoring where you're sitting or standing and maybe place a hand on your chest, a hand on your heart, just anchor in your body and ask yourself, what do I need to do? And sometimes when we're quiet, we get the exact information that we need in order to move forward. We just have so many defensive parts that are trying to block us from the truth of the moment because We don't know how to hold the emotional pain of the decision that we're about to make. Or we don't know how to hold the change or the energy of transition that this decision would bring. And that is all okay. I am just inviting you in this challenging energy I'm giving right now to be present in the truth of what's actually going on. Maybe it's not that you're confused. It's that when I'm present in the decision that I know I need to make, I feel really scared. Now that is a different energy and that feels a lot different than, oh, I'm confused or I don't know what to do because I'm confused. I don't know what to do. There's almost an energy of, I don't need to make a decision right now. I can stay in this energy. I'm kind of helpless with it instead of the energy of, I know exactly what to do and I'm scared. This can bring in the energy of problem solving and support. Okay. From this truth, what we can do is support your parts. Of course they're scared. Of course, they're worried about what this change would bring. You're human. You have a heart. You have empathy. Maybe it's bringing up an energy into the unknown that you've never lived before. Of course, you should feel a little unsettled. Your system is working in the exact way it needs to work. It's giving you really great information. And my invitation for you is how do we support yourself in feeling a little bit more grounded and a little bit more stable in this decision that you know you need to make? Because then we can get into a problem-solving energy. Because when we're saying in that, I'm confused, or I don't have clarity energy, we're not actually doing much movement. We're just staying in our suffering. And I want to say this, sometimes we don't have clarity. Sometimes we ask the question and clarity doesn't come. And that is maybe clarity is there and your other parts are so loud you can't hear it. Or maybe it's not time for you to make that decision right now. And in these moments, what I invite you to do is ask yourself, what do I need to feel safe in this in-between space? What do I need to feel anchored and safe and grounded in this energy of not knowing what the next step is? Because that's an invitation all in itself. How do I sit in the energy of the unknown in this transitional space, knowing intuitively something's coming, but knowing it's also not time to act yet? That is a skill all in itself. And then I want to offer this. Sometimes we know what decision we need to make and our anxiety just runs with it. One of my favorite words that I got in grad school was catastrophizing. So I will say it as much as I can in this episode to really drive this point home and just because I love this word. 
But a lot of times our parts are future tripping about decisions that we haven't even made yet or consequences of our decisions, the after effects of our decisions that aren't even here. So we're spending so much energy in that future time when what if that doesn't even happen? What if that doesn't even come to fruition in the way that our parts, our anxious parts, think that it will? That's a whole lot of wasted energy. This is something I learned from my dad. And if you knew my dad, this is not going to surprise you that this is how he met me in one of our conversations. But I remember years ago getting ready to move to South Africa for a few months and having some big things pop up, things that felt really big and were actually making it hard to move forward with the trip. And I remember calling him because I had my whole South Africa plan laid out. I'm crying. I'm really, really upset. And I remember him just initially saying, why are you crying? Like that very abrupt. And my parts were like, whoa, that's not how I expected you to meet me. And so parts of me were actually really mad at him and annoyed that he wasn't trying to soothe me or make me feel better. But he asked again, he said, what are you crying about? And I remember kind of blubbering and having a hard time even naming what I was crying about because what actually was going on was I was catastrophizing, I was future tripping, and I was 10 steps ahead of where I was right now and what it could mean. And I remember him saying in this gruff energy that he had, but was also really needed and grounded or grounding sometimes, was, what do you know? And what information do you need to get? How do you move forward? And him asking me, what is it that you need to do? And inviting me to check in with my intuition. And then him saying a version of, okay, go get that information. And when you get all the information, if you still want to cry, you can call me and cry about it. And I just share that story because one, I miss my dad, but two, there is such valuable wisdom in this invitation that he gave me. He gave me the invitation to come back to the present moment, reassess, ground my energy, see what I know, and then make an adult conscious choice of how to move forward. And so many times we're catastrophizing. We don't even have all the information. We're expending so much energy feeling anxious over here in the future when that thing might not even happen. And for me, I feel like my energy is a precious resource and I don't want to spend so much time over there in catastrophizing land just because I feel like that's the way I need to respond to not enough information. So that's an invitation I want to offer you. In these moments when you're catastrophizing, do you have all the information? Or just some of your parts freaking out and they need an adult to come into the room, aka you, and they need something grounding. They need the invitation back into your body, back into the here and now, maybe doing a meditation or a grounding exercise so that you can actually think clearly and problem solve and move forward. Before I end today, I want to give you one of my favorite tips for weighing out your options when it comes to making a decision. It's called a decisional balance. This is actually a motivational interviewing technique, and I feel like I'm opening the vault of graduate school because it's one of the first things that I learned in graduate school to help people make a decision. Essentially, it's a pros and cons list on steroids, where we're looking at the pros and cons of each decision or each option that you're looking at and that you're exploring. Because sometimes a pros and cons list isn't enough. Because no matter what decision we make, there's probably a pros and cons to both. So by fully mapping out, by using a decisional balance, whatever the decision is that you're contemplating, you can really be prepared and problem solve for whatever cons might be out there for that decision that you're wanting to make. So this is rather easy. All you need to do is get out a piece of paper. 
I love using my journal so I can easily pull it out again and be able to reference it. I just like to be able to look back. But if you don't have a journal or don't want to use it, just pull out a blank sheet of paper. And all you need to do is divide it into four sections. It's really easy. So for the sake of time and simplicity, I'm going to just give you an example. Let's say that you're wanting to make a decision. You don't know whether or not to stay or to leave your current relationship. So what you would do in the box in the upper left corner is write the good things about my current relationship. And I like this language, the good things. And then on this the block next to it, we're going to write the not so good things. So we're not writing bad, but we're saying the not so good things about current relationship. So that's an option. That's the stain in the relationship. We're looking at the pros and cons. Then at the bottom, we're going to write the good things about leaving or ending the current relationship, whatever language we want to use. And then the box beside it, the not so good things about leaving. Because if it was all good about leaving your current relationship, you would have left by now. So there are some things and there's some resistance that are keeping you in the relationship. And here's what I invite you to do. I personally love doing it with clients because I'm able to be an objective observer and I'm able to ask them after it feels like they've come up with everything on each side. Okay, anything else? What else? What else? What else? And I like that open-ended question of what else because it really helps you think, okay, what else could be there? And I invite you to just stream of consciousness, write down everything that comes up. And even if you're working in a different box and something pops in for one you just did, take a moment and write it down. And that way, at the end, you're going to have these four blocks completed with the good things about the current relationship, the not-so-good things about the current relationship, the good things about leaving the current relationship, and the not-so-good things about leaving. That way you can see where the weight lies. So if you choose to stay or you choose to leave, no matter what your choice is, you can support yourself in problem-solving and coping with that decision because you have it mapped out. And when we feel like we have a plan, if we feel like, oh, okay, one of the not-so-good things about ending the relationship is I'm going to be alone – That gives you a clue that maybe some of your parts don't know how to be alone. They don't know how to feel safe in loneliness. So if you're choosing to leave, let's say that you make that choice after doing the decisional balance, you can then problem solve. How do I get support in loneliness? Maybe I'm going to see a therapist or hire a coach or join a support group of people that just ended relationships. No matter what your decision is, I love using this decisional balance because it helps you be present in the truths and some things that maybe you're not wanting to see. And it helps support you in the problem solving of knowing what do I need support wise in order to feel confident in moving forward with this decision. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Be The Scandal. If you like what you heard, don't forget to click subscribe so that you can join in on the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self.